This is Angel Bueno. Just a servant. I've been working in my relationship with God for another week. And now I hope I can get to help one more soul. I wanted to start by sharing something. Um, a couple of weeks ago, a friend of mine who has a ministry. This ministry is Fire Up, Fire Up Ministries. And um, he interviewed me. And uh, I just wanted to share that in his podcast. There is an episode called Bright and Cheerful Homes. And it's this interview, this conversation that we had together. And it's very good. Gives very good insights in the family. And um, we had a lot of fun. And I encourage all the listeners to have a look, to join the podcast, to join and support that ministry that is helping so many people, so many people with issues with pornography and helping so many people in the marriages. So that is um, Fire Up Ministries and the podcast is in Spotify, it's in Apple Podcast and in different platforms. So if you can and just have a look, hopefully it helps you a little bit. Anyway, let's get to it. So you are an apostle. We all have this goal. Last week we talked about vocation and and together with the first vocation that we all have received, the vocation that comes from baptism, we have the vocation to be an apostle. An apostle that is to bring the gospel to everybody, to bring the word of God to every single person in the planet. That's basically the mission. That is what we all should be aiming to do. Because our Lord told us, go to the whole world and proclaim the gospel. When we do apostolate, when we want to be apostles, ultimately it is not our work. It is actually God's and only God's. We are like his employees. But it's more than an employee because he loves us above all things. You know, he, he's giving all his life for you. And now, as we've said many times, we owe him in return to share that gift that we've received, to share it with others. And that is basically what it is to be an apostle, is to bring God to the people around us. We are his instrument. We need to let him take control. For example, there was uh, an anecdote of how work, how God works things out. Um, there was a woman that went to confession in her church, and and there was another lady there um, just praying, but that she didn't really have the strength to go to confession. And so this woman going to confession, she knelt down, said all her sins, and then she realized that there was no praise in the confessional. So she actually left with a massive smile in her face, laughing at herself. But this really touched this other girl that was um, waiting, trying to find the courage to go to confession. And eventually, this girl said, well, if this woman was filled with so much joy going to confession, I have to do it. And she worked herself and she found a priest and went to confession, not to the empty confessional, with a priest. So this is the way God works. 
he uses anything for us to be an apostle. And that joy from that woman, even though it was for that mistake of thinking that there was a prison in the confessional, she changed someone's soul. But ultimately, what we need to do, what we really do need to do is praying. When we pray and sacrifice, we are showing our Lord how much we care about things. If somebody comes to mind that you will like him or her to be closer to our Lord, the first step is prayer. The prayer, uh, vocal prayers, but also the prayer of the body, that is a sacrifice. So for example, St. Jose Maria used to say, prayer, sacrifice, and in a third place, in a very, very much third place, action. Think about that person that we hope that changes to our Lord. And when we think about that person that maybe is now coming to mind, we need to remember that the first person to change is ourselves. We said this many times. And it is when we change ourselves, when we actually, through that prayer, step one and step two, prayer and sacrifice, it's actually when we will be able to change other people around us. Remember the story that I gave a few, a few months ago about this woman that wanted to change the world and eventually realized that by changing herself, she would have been able to change the world. And she, by changing herself, changed people around her. So that is what we need to do. In terms of action, the main action that we can do is living the faith, is leading by example. The life of faith is a life of love and is extremely attractive because real love is completely selfless. If we believe in our work, if we believe in money, if we believe in the world, if we put all these things as the center of our lives, that is what we'll be representing in front of others. Instead, if it is God our center, we'll be just in the same way as all the materialistic things that we can have in our life. If we put God in the center, we will irradiate him in everything we do. As simple as making a mistake going to confession. For example, I have a friend that saw his vocation by befriending somebody. And getting to know him, he realized that he wanted to be like him. And he said, what is in this person's life that is not in mine? And he realized it was the vocation of this other person. And he said, well, I need to get there. And that made him change his life. And he started getting closer to our Lord. Also, when we focus on prayer and sacrifice, action will come natural. The Holy Spirit we'll be able to work through us. We will do exactly what the other soul needs. We will not need to make great efforts. It will just come natural. Most of the time, it's not about lecturing on the faith that sometimes we tend to do. Like this person is wrong or I need to, I need to correct him. And he might actually come across as proud. So that's why we talked the other day about that we need to form others. But the first step with prayer and sacrifice 
is being a friend. If I don't know somebody and I approach him and tell him that he's wrong, he's going to tell me to go away. Instead, if that person gets to know me and I get to know that person, then the Holy Spirit will show that person that maybe, I try to say this with a lot of humility, but maybe there is something that that person is missing in his life. And it's clearly not me. It is God that I try to put in my life every day. Well, that's the same with you and with the people around you. So instead of lecturing, we, need, we just need a kind word, a gesture, a gentle service to leave that spirit of service because it is by becoming servants that we'll be real disciples. Compassion and humility are so attractive. A virtuous life is attractive. And people, when we live virtuously, when we live with compassion, understanding the person on the other side, being humble, not being proud, not thinking that we know better. I do myself fall in that all the time. But thank God I have a beautiful reminder next to me. That is my wife. We live in a society that sadly is full of vices and addictions. It's a non-intentional selfish society. In our society, we can see that in workplaces, people try to step on each other in order to grow. And most people just look after themselves. They don't have anybody but themselves in mind. But it's not because they want to. It's because it's a human tendency, something that comes from original sin. We just need to remember during um, the COVID time and the toilet paper, it was ridiculous that people just went crazy and they forgot. And I remember one day my wife went, went to the shops and there was an old lady that really needed some toilet paper and, and there was none. And um, I remember my wife, we said like, hey, I've got some. And then she tried to work out some, something to give it to her. Or for example, in our society, so many times we see that with the selfish, the selfie culture in which people will smile at the camera and as soon as the camera is down, they go back to a very sad face. I used to see that a lot when I was in university on the train, when I was going to, to my classes and people will be taking selfies and, and yeah, as soon as the phone went down, they went to check the pictures that they liked it but the face fully changed. We live in a society that the gentle faces go only for the cameras. They go only for social media. So we have a duty to change this, to have that gentle personality, that humility that is not for the cameras, it's not for social media, but it's for a neighbor, for the person next to us. The criticism Sometimes comes before compassion, but it needs to be the other way around. We need to substitute criticism with compassion. We need to understand. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit for a reason. We need to understand the person next to us and love them. 
We need to change the I am right. It's my right for real love for the other person. So this is our duty. And we, as we said last week, we will be judged for those times in which we could have helped, but we didn't. We need to remember as well that most of the time, we don't need to do anything extraordinary, but just let God be the center of our life. And he'll be the one working. He'll be the one doing the hard work because it's what he wants. He doesn't demand great things from us. All he wants is that we love him, that we put him first. And he has already chosen you. He has put you exactly where you are for a reason. He chose you to be where you are, in the family that you are, in the workplace where you work, in the train that you take in the mornings, in the bus, or takes you to the cafe where you get your coffee in the morning. He has chosen you to be part of this beautiful work that is salvation, that is the redemption of all souls. And it's exactly, exactly where you are. You are so valuable. We all are. We are meant to be the 21st century St. Paul, the 21st century St. James. Put the saint that you have devotion to. You are meant to be that person today, wherever you are, doing the things that you normally do. It is by putting our Lord in the center of our life, by becoming Ipsa Christus, the same Christ. It is then when he will be able to work through us. There is another anecdote that I heard of a woman that went to confession in northern Spain in a beautiful sanctuary to Our Lady. And uh, there's a lot of confessionals there. So this woman went to confession. Her husband had not been to confession for many years, I think like 20 years or so. So she went in. She had prayed a lot. She had done all she could to try to convince her husband to go to confession. So anyway, she went in. She was doing her confession. Her husband stayed out. And the doors of this uh, confessional were made out of glass so she could see through. And at some point, this man comes out of another confessional, says something to her husband. Her husband looks at him, gets up, and jumps in the confessional. So she was like, what did just happen here? This is a miracle. So anyway, she, she finished the confession. She ran out and looked for this man that had talked to her husband and asked him, well, what, what did you say to my husband? He hasn't been to confession like in 20 years. And now what did you say that made him go in? And he said, I just tap him in the shoulder and say, hey, man, it's your turn. And that was it. So finally, in a very different way than what the wife had expected, her prayers were answered. And it was so simple as a man saying, hey, it's your turn to go to confession. So our Lord will do the work. You just need to be an apostle. An apostle that preaches the word of God, not just by words, but by actions. 
the link to what I said before, we should never waste the chance to talk to somebody, to somebody that needs to hear about God. We should not be afraid. St. John Paul II screamed it, even when he was very old. This is one of the few memories I have of St. John Paul II. He screamed, even though he was very old, be not afraid. You should not be afraid of talking of the most beautiful thing we have in our life, and that is God. As we said last week, we don't want to find out in the final judgment that somebody is being condemned because he passed by us and we didn't say a word. So Matthew, in his gospel, he tells us something that should really push us to bring God to other people. He says in chapter 10, verses 32 and 33, Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. So be not afraid, because when you have the name of Jesus in your mouth, he will have your name where you be in judge after your death. It happened to somebody in Spain. This person had decided that every day he was going to talk to somebody, whoever it was, about God. Or try to bring a little bit of God to who, somebody, just whoever it was. So anyway, the whole day went through and he did not talk to anybody about God. So he got to his building. Like in Spain, most people uh, live in very tall buildings with a lot of stories. So anyway, he jumped in the lift and a man came after him. So he got to his floor, got out of the lift, and he remembered, hey, this is the person I need to talk to. Anyway, so he held the door open and said, hey, you're going to think I'm a little bit crazy, but I'm Catholic and I made the purpose to talk about God to somebody. And today I didn't. And you're the last person probably I'm going to see outside my family. So we are about to pray the rosary in my family, in my house. Do you want to join us? That guy said, um, I don't know what the rosary is, but uh, sure. So he came in. He accompanied that family praying the rosary. He did what he could. But that was the first step. And eventually he became a good Catholic and he converted. Well, the same is very similar to Simon of Cyrene. He just encountered Jesus and that changed his life. Well, the same with this person. Just those words, do you want to join me in this rosary with my family? Changed his life and brought God to his life. So I remember I finished my first podcast with these words of St. Samaria. And they are very, very much linked to what we talk about today. So I will finish with the same words. Many great things depend, don't forget it, on whether you and I live our life as God wants. You are a treasure of God, and the salvation of many souls depend on whether you and I keep the name of Jesus in our lips and bring it to everybody around us, not just through words, 
but through actions, by example, because you are his apostle. This is Angel Bueno from One Soul. I'm very grateful I got to talk to you today, and I look forward to seeing you next week. <laughs>